Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Grow, where God reveals our way. I'm Angelique Gibson, your host, and I can't wait to explore the vast riches of God's Word with you. So don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes packed with biblical teachings, inspirational stories, and a fresh perspective on the world around us. Now let's get started on this beautiful journey. May God bless you abundantly. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Grow Podcast, where God reveals our way. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Today, we are going to hear from a hero who is hidden in the throes of darkness. That may seem pretty dramatic, but it's so true. And by the time we get to the close of this podcast, I am 100% confident that you are also going to agree with me that he truly is a hero. Not only is he a hero, he is my beloved son-in-law. He is married to our eldest daughter, Felicia. So without further ado, it is my privilege and honor to bring onto the show, Chris Ryan. Hello, Chris. Hello, Miss Angelique. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's so good to have you on. And, uh, you know, Chris, Chris and I have a very, uh, good relationship. We like to joke around with each other. We also are the people in the family that can sit outside and talk about God for hours on end. And the family just (laughs) stares at us and goes, here we go again. Right, Chris. We like to dive deep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone just, everyone just walks away because they know. Yeah. (laughs) Deep calls deep. But one of the things, uh, that Chris was sharing with me, before we got on on this call today, was he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to call you Angelique. And so <laughs> we'll forgive him if he doesn't call me Angelique, because I'm well known in the family as Ange, especially by my son-in-laws. So you have a free pass to call me Ange today, Chris, okay? All right. That's great. I'll, I'll do my best, though. Keep it professional. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it professional. All righty. Well, I know we have so much to unpack here uh, because you have just walked through so much in your life, but just to kind of tee up for the listeners, just who is Chris Ryan beyond my amazing son-in-law, who I'm so blessed to have in our family? Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for having me on. I definitely feel honored, especially for those listeners, if you've already heard episodes on the previous uh, from the previous grow podcast episodes I'm, I'm very honored to to be on today and to be included uh amongst your episodes and your guests you've already had um but yeah to your to your question yeah i'm chris uh christian as some people call me um and i think also like ironically right it's my name but it's also like my identity as well as like a christian you know, follower of christ as well that's kind of my core of my identity um, amongst many hats that I wear, right, as a now soon to be a father, a husband, uh, a son-in-law, right, as you kind of introduced, uh, Army veteran and a law enforcement officer. So many, many hats, but the core of it, right, is a, a follower of Christ. Yeah. I love that. And would you say that you've always followed Christ your entire life? So there's a difference, I, just to clarify for the listeners, yeah, right. it's very intentional to say the word follow. Yeah. And so we can believe in Christ mm-hmm. all day long, but we may not follow him. So the question sure. is specifically follow him. And what does that mean to you? And I'll, I'll even add on top of that too. There's a difference of knowing who he is, knowing of him, 
Um, mm-hmm. I would say, if you ask me, I would say, yes, I've known of Jesus Christ my entire life, but have I followed him? Uh, certainly mm-hmm. not. And um, just kind of unpack that a little more, right? So I grew up in central Illinois, Springfield, uh, for those of you that you know maybe are familiar with the Simpsons, like the Springfield, or uh, I, I like, I'm a big history guy, so it's Abraham Lincoln's hometown um, right before he was president of the United States. So grew up in Springfield. I was super fortunate to have grown up around uh, my whole community that I grew up in, my family, my extended family, my grandparents were all um, believers. They were Catholics. We grew up in that community. I grew up in that community, but I like to call it like culturally Catholic. So I grew up going to Bible school and Sunday school. Uh, We went to church on Sundays, quick, you know, 58 minutes of Catholic mass in and out real quick. Um, I do credit my parents for, uh, trying to bring us up in the faith as best they they knew. Uh, I got to see an amazing example of my grandparents who were very faithful and faith-filled uh, followers of Christ, and they truly loved him and believed in Jesus. Um, but that said, though, in many ways, culturally Catholic, uh, where I was not practicing, I didn't have a full understanding of the gospel message. I certainly, as I was moving from middle school to high school to college. And we'll talk about this more and unpack this more. I certainly was not following Christ and, and didn't fully understand um, my beliefs and kind of what, you know, all that meant, uh, who, who God was, what the gospel message was, et cetera. So um, in many ways, yes, kind of knew of him, um, but was not following him. Yeah. And so what was the crossing point or, uh, when did God start to kind of tug on your heart and, you know, when did you realize he was pursuing you to mm. take you deeper with him? I think looking back, there's a lot of touch points I could point to in my time in college. Um, and again, for more context, grew up in Illinois, went to a Catholic high school, went away to West Point, the United States Military Academy for college in New York. After college, the four years of military school, joined the army. So in college, in the army, my, as a young adult, young man, uh, a lot of touch points where Jesus was extending his hand, and I was firmly running the opposite direction. I didn't know it at the time, um, but I was seeking my identity and other things. So I was putting my my identity in my physical accomplishments, my academic accomplishments, my military accomplishments and, and, and to be fully honest too, fully transparent, like I achieved a lot of success as a young man, um, was on the triathlon team at West Point was an all American national champion. Um, like competed at like some of the highest levels collegially as a triathlete was team captain, um, very, like skilled physically, militarily, like the top of my class in, in the sense of like, you know, military achievements. Um, so when I went on and graduated, was an infantry officer, um, top of my like graduating classes for infantry basic school and like kind of stood above my peers in that sense. But as I was achieving more and more success, I was just like emptier and emptier on the inside. Um, mm. And just to continue to unpack that a little more, my first duty station uh, across the country, away from my family, really for the first time, away from my friend group, um, not going to church, not in any way, like in any concept, like trying to surround myself with 
uh, believers or pursuing Christ or any, any of that at all. I had, again, still at this point, you know, I was like a 22, 23 year old, um, like very little understanding of like the gospel and um, hanging out with a lot of guys that were like, we were going to the strip clubs, going out to the bars, pursuing women, um, putting our things, our, our like identity and like our rank and in our like successes so it's an interesting thing too. And, and again, stop me if I'm rambling here, but in the military, you, especially in the army, you wear your, you literally wear your rank on your chest. It's like in the center of your chest, hmm. U S army patch, your last name is the other patch. And then you have all of your units, your accomplishments, your badges, like are on your chest and on your arms. So you can look at somebody and it's usually a false or misconception, right? But you can look at somebody and like size them up and say, this is what you've done. This is who you are. I can, I can pick you apart in 10 seconds by reviewing kind of what's on your outward. It's literally the de- your outward mm-hmm. identity, if you want to call it that. Like, that's where I put all of my, my stake confidence. in. And that's where I put confidence in that was, this is my identity. Like, I have to get these, pa- I have to do certain things. I have to check these boxes. I have to follow the certain path that ultimately was leading to destruction. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I literally was putting my identity in outward appearances and outward material achievements that were just meant nothing at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, just making bad decisions, poor to life decisions, poor choices. I'm just totally isolated by myself, you know, yet I had a friend group, but we're making bad choices on the weekends. Um, and I was just emptier and emptier on the inside mm. as the years went on as a young adult. Yeah. Mm. That resonates so much with me and from a different lens. I mean, I've shared Mm. before that I grew up in a lot of pain and suffering in my childhood, emotional Mm -hmm. pain and suffering. And so I would say when I entered adulthood, even, you know, late teens, early twenties, I did not have confidence in my own capability because I didn't, Mm. I didn't know who I was in Christ, similar to what you're describing. You didn't know who you were Christ, but you in Christ, but you put your confidence in your achievements. I didn't really have a lot of achievements to hang my hat on. And so my battle was more, how do I start to find confidence in Christ when I don't have confidence in myself? So I just wanted to highlight that for the listeners, because oftentimes when we're coming to know Christ or even we already have a deep relationship with him, but God calls us to grow with him every day. And mm-hmm. so where we think our confidence is today in him, there's going to be something that hits us in life for sure. That's going to yeah. test that confidence. And so whether you're a new believer listening today, or maybe you're just trying to figure out who God is, or, you know, God very well, it's, it's the question really starts to become, where's your confidence is your confidence in yourself and your achievements, or are you just lacking confidence, period, because you don't really know truly who you are? So, Chris, I love that uh, you're being honest and authentic about what you've kind of struggled through in your life, and I know you're going to share more. And just uh, public service announcement to the listeners, I don't really know what Chris is going to share today. So here I am, his mother-in-law, and I'm going to be learning right alongside of you. Uh, but that is what's called doing life together when you can truly share and lift the arms yeah. of each other and just keep spurring each other on. 
So you were putting your confidence in college and even, yeah. you know, probably coming out of college, putting your confidence in success in your achievements. And I can testify, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. You do not waste minutes in a day. You are a go-getter. You're going to get it done in anything you touch, you do with excellence. And, um, I've had the experience of now seeing you couple that with your walking with the Lord. So it's excellence with a spirit of humility as well, which is really cool. But really, uh, just kind of click into what did it take? Like, what was the journey? What what did God have to break you of so you could start to wa- wa- walk fully in Him? Yeah, it's good. I I think you're the phrase there, like breaking. It, it, that resonates with me because that's really how it, I think it, it had happened for me. I think I had so much ego false identity and um, like a scripture that really resonates with me is Ezekiel um, 36, 26. And and again, kind of paraphrase that, you know, talking about it's this like heart of stone, right. And God is going to remove that heart of stone and give a heart of flesh Mm -hmm. uh, to the people of Israel. Um, So that, that was me. I had that heart of stone, that heart of stone needed to be broken and um, removed and, 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 in place, a heart of flesh needed to be, you know, put in there. And, uh, for me, I just was, as I'm on this journey of like ego and putting my confidence right in other material things, material successes, my identity is tied up in my achievements in the military. I I think I needed, now I can look back in hindsight and where I saw like I failed and I failed again. And I suddenly did not get promoted ahead of my peers and I didn't get the job that I thought I deserved. And I didn't pass the school and my friends like were abandoning, abandoning me or leading me to places I didn't really want to go. And I just, I had no firm foundation to fall back on. So when my you know feet got swept out from underneath me, I had, I just fell apart and, mm-hmm. and I did, and that led to anxiety and it led to fear and it was coupled with just like overwhelming emotions. And that led to depression and I'm isolated by myself and it led to a darker, deeper pit. Um, and I just, and I didn't know where to look. And there were so many nights, you know, and it's funny too. I hear, oh, yeah. Like an army, you know, army infantry officer. Um, I can look back at nights where like, I'm just was in my apartment crying by myself, nowhere to reach out to, um, I can think of a couple times and one in specific instance of suicidal ideations and a pretty close um, attempt. Mm. And um, thank God they, I, and looking back now too, I can think of, I know, I know like Jesus was with me that night. Mm. It, there would have been no way I would have survived without him. Um, and just the right people reaching out to me in that moment of my just utter collapse Mm. and just falling apart um so it's kind of bringing back full circle here right is like i had that heart of stone and i had no under nothing to fall back on i and just when the slightest wave were tossing me to and fro i i just you know i just fell apart and 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 thank god in a way now for it right like i i thank god for that like thank god he was working in me and there were so many touch points where Jesus was reaching out his arms for me throughout years and years and years. And finally, like started to hear his voice and hear the whisper 
and and see his arm reaching for me and and saying, "Hey, like I am that firm foundation. Like come come find rest in me." Um, mm-hmm. But it was a process too, and we can talk about that some more. But it wasn't just like this one you know lightning bolt moment where I was broken and then suddenly I had it all figured out too. It's been such a journey and we've been a part, you've been a huge part of that too. And we can kind of talk about that some more, but, um, but that's great too. You know, God's been working in me and through me and it's been amazing, you know, and, but it's been a journey as well. You know, that's exactly what was going through my mind when you were sharing what you were sharing is, did you have an aha moment? Did the lightning kind of strike you as you described and, the answer was no, it was this, this slow process. And sometimes yeah. we want, we live in a, a quick fix, uh, yeah. you know, quick fulfillment culture. So it's important for us to, to figure this out fast, but God is slow and, uh, intentional to really get into our hearts sometimes. Um, so talk to me about that. What was the process? What did you walk through? How did you see it? Who were the people how did you come? And I, I also think it's important to kind of put the context around this. You're an intellectual. You're highly mm-hmm. intelligent. You have to understand the why behind everything. One plus one always has to equal two. <laughs> There's, and you yeah. know, it's not always that way with God. God has a lot of gray in there. So um, intellectually speaking, mm-hmm. you know, you can talk about God from an intellectual perspective. It may not lead to a place of faith but how did it all start to to come together for you? Because I know not just emotionally did you go through this journey finding the Lord, but even intellectually you were challenging a lot of things. So just mm-hmm. talk about, talk about that. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I, I think, you know, in hindsight, I can look back and say, yes, I always knew of Jesus. Right. And I, and I do in a lot of ways, um, I can fall back and I always fell back to like, I know Bible stories. Like I was raised Catholic and I know Joan on the whale and I know of, you know, g- generally Jesus's ministry. Um, I know of the gospels, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but also just from a place of ignorance, like I, I had so many misconceptions about the Bible, about Christianity, about religion and faith. Um, a lot of it was from ignorance and, you know, a common, I, th- I think I knew enough to be dangerous. That was the problem. I, I knew enough to kind of keep people at arm's length. And I could say, yeah, like, you know, oh, I know, I know this. I know I shouldn't be doing that and kind of push people away. And, but that doesn't apply to me. Like I have my own personal relationship. Maybe, maybe viewers or listeners of, or Aunt, Angelique, you've heard of that too. It's like, oh, I have my own personal relationship. Like I don't need to read the Bible. Like that's written by men. I, can you even trust it anyway? Like that was my kind of hesitancy that I had. So I kind of went through this process of um, knowing <laughs> as God was breaking me and, and I kind of needed to be broken. I was wrestling with right this intellectual barriers that I had in place and misconceptions that I had and this ignorance that I had to for, for years. So I can kind of point back to like 2015, 2016. Um, when I kind of fell to my deepest pit. Um, and in many ways, I thank God that I met Felicia when I did, who's now my wife and thank God I met the Gibson family and you and I, we've, we've wrestled and we've talked about, you know, various topics and like books have been shared. And um, as I read the Bible cover to cover for the first time, it's just like reading it through a whole 
worldview is that God was softening my heart and, and working in me. And like, that's the thing. You can be the smartest person in the world. Right. And, and I, I heard this expression, you know, or this given by a pastor one time, where it's like, you, we could sit there all day and I can talk to you and all the apologetics in the world um, and present to you a case for Christ. And at the end of the day, you still might not believe but there it's a heart posture and there just has to be a level of, of openness to be, you know, willing to hear the gospel message. And you're never going to, it's never two plus two is never going to get, get you to four to get you to Christ. And I'm rambling a little bit here, but it, if it's only an intellectual focus, you'll never get there. The heart posture and, and God's, you know, if you're not calling out to Jesus and he's not calling out to you, it, you're never going to, you're never going to get there on your own. Amen. It's so good though, because so many of us want to intellectually explain it, uh, mm -hmm. whether we have to be right in our faith to get somebody else to believe or mm -hmm. we're the person who's just refusing to believe. Yeah. It's really just uh, when we talk about the relationship with Christ, it's a relationship and it starts with a heart. A heart's always engaged. And yeah. if the heart's not engaged, then game over conversations mm -hmm. over. And, uh, that's one thing. It took me a long time to, to learn this lesson, but God, Jesus is the author and finisher of faith, not Angelique Gibson. Yeah. So I could want the truth that I have for so many people, but at the end of the day, my job is to live by it and be in relationship with Christ and give testimony where he sees fit and let him do the rest. Uh, yeah. So super powerful. It's a hard thing though, because there's a lot of people in our life that we love and cherish that may not be walking with Christ. And it's a hard thing to stand by when you have tasted and seen the goodness of the Lord. You want everyone to taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. You know, I want to pivot for a little bit because one of the things that I admire about you is obviously the journey that you've walked through and you've only shared the tip of the iceberg today, but you've been through a lot. You, We've all made poor choices in life. You've made your fair share. It got you to a place of loneliness and you felt pretty separated from God. But God in all his love says there's nothing that can separate us from his love and he yeah. woos you and pulls you back to him. And I just love that image of him doing that with you. And I think what's equally as beautiful is I've had the privilege of having a front row seat to your spiritual development, to your spiritual growth with him. And one of the things that amazes me, and I actually had a fear when you and Felicia flew the nest and went to Chicago because you all were living here in Charlotte, mm -hmm. Charlotte area. And um, you, you know, broke the news that you were taking our baby girl away. I was not happy with you still not happy with you, but that's another conversation. Uh, but anyway, you've been in Chicago for a few years now, and you were going for a job that was going to expose you to the pits of hell on earth. It, it doesn't get uglier than your job. And one of the things that I was fearful of, just as a motherly figure in your life, was you were, you know, nascent in your, your walk with Christ. It was early stage for you. And I was fearful that the darkness was going to take away your hope, that it was yeah. going to zap your confidence that God is a good God. And I will never forget. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember one of my departing words to you is don't let the darkness get you like mm. keep your heart soft for the Lord. 
So despite the evil that you see, God is still a good God. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you've done that. So what I would love for you to share is what is this job that exposes you to the pits of hell, pure evil? And how do you, and I'm going to, you know, I'm asking you a lot of questions, so it's okay. How do you keep (laughs) your heart soft in the face of evil every day? Yeah, that's good. Uh, Yeah. Just for context for the listeners, I've left, I left the army a couple of years ago. uh, And now, yeah, the move from Charlotte to Chicago is uh, for a new job. I'm a federal law enforcement officer. Um, So yeah, as a caveat, quick caveat to the, the stories I'm going to share and the uh, opinions that I have, they're my personal opinions. I'm not speaking on behalf of any uh, agency or department or uh, anyone in particular. It's just my personal thoughts and views on it. Um, so yeah, I've been in law enforcement now for almost five years. And uh, as people can imagine, Chicago is extremely challenging. Uh, there's many, um, many battles <laughs> from many different directions that are, are happening here, internal and external. And it just, and again, to give like concrete examples, like things I couldn't even imagine. We moved here before COVID, right? Like that affected everybody in many ways, but with COVID, uh, right. Came the isolation that my wife and I had, um, we did, never really got firmly planted with a church right before COVID hit. Um, we were only here for a few months in the city. Um, but then with that, for my, my job, the George Floyd riots uh, and the protests that were happening in Chicago, uh, we witnessed just unbelievable amounts of destruction in the city. Um, a year after that uh, led to, uh, let's see, the January 6th. So that was a whole other piece that we got to play with uh, the fallout from January 6th. Um, the following year after that, we had, uh, for those that are, as a quick reminder, it was Highland Park. It's a northern suburb of Chicago. There was the uh, mass shooting that occurred on 4th of July. Um, so that there again, fallout with that, that tragic day as well, had a hand to play in that. Um, and, on, and on and on and on. So day in, day out, there's just a battle um, fighting. And, and you just see kind of the worst and the best of people as well. I've been invited into people's homes to do interviews and various things. Um, and, and you see the brokenness. You see... Uh, the poverty, you see the loss, you see just the despair that people have. Um, Mm. And it is challenging. It's challenging to um, not, (laughs) I want to fall back to like, I want to share the gospel message is now like my, uh, my default. And I have to maintain a level of professionalism um, in that moment, because it's not maybe the case that I'm, you know, why I'm there for that moment. Mm. Uh, It's maybe not appropriate, but offering a kindness and a respect and a, and giving them dignity as we are engaging in conversation. Um, but I think to kind of answer your full question here, the, I think particularly in Chicago, this is kind of my thoughts on it. Like there is a, a covering of darkness over the city and there are pockets of light. There are really faithful Christians. There's amazing churches here, but there's a, a darkness over the city and there's a brokenness mm. and there is evil in this city and people are running towards that evil and are pers- saying things that are in the name of truth, but in reality it, it's, it's full darkness. Um, and, and I fall back to the only answer that makes sense is pointing to Jesus. Like it, mm-hmm. I, if I put, if I've had my faith in 
now I say this and I have great bosses and I have, I have great coworkers, but if I'd put my faith in my bosses or in the institution or in the court system or in any other form of government like or politician, 10 out of 10 times, I'm going to be let down. And it's, I've had so many letdowns in this city and I've seen so many failures. Um, so the only thing that makes sense for me because it's so dark is pointing to God and saying that at the end of the day, he's going to be victorious and I have to run to him and I have to seek shelter within Mm -hmm. him. Otherwise it's just going to break me. And it's too much for me, Chris to handle by myself. I just can't handle it all myself. That's so good. Wow. Um, I can only imagine the evil. And, uh, when you said, you know, in the name of truth or running towards the darkness, it reminds me that God told us very specifically in the hour that we're in, they will call evil good and good evil. And so we're not to be surprised that the dark is getting darker, but then in parallel, God's light is starting to come forward more and more and more because the light breaks up the darkness. So I can imagine as you're going through um, some of the things you've just described twofold, I have a two-part question. One is uh, there's many people who have a perspective right now that law enforcement can be bad and Mm. it's evil. That law enforcement in itself is evil. And so um, not everyone shares that perspective, but certainly there's been a narrative that's been running through our country for quite some time that some share that, that viewpoint. Um, How do you get up and do what you do every day with a good portion of the population fighting against you protecting them? (laughs) A couple cups of coffee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's a challenge. It's a struggle every day. It really is. Um, and again, it's just like, it's falling back to God. I don't know if I have a clear cut answer for that because it's mm-hmm. such a, it's such a challenge every day, but I, I, I've seen, I've seen though like breakthroughs and that have come mm-hmm. out, outside of my day-to-day response, you know, responsibilities or my authorities and, and then give, give a couple examples. I've had an opportunity now where we have an informal men's group that uh, we meet on Wednesdays at work. And that has led to where we go um, and pray over office, other officers and other departments at their roll call, which, you know, it's kind of like the meeting they had before they go out onto the streets. So we've gotten out to opportunities like me being in law enforcement has opened doors to other law enforcement officers to pray with them, to pray over them. That's awesome. Um, I've had conversations at work with individuals and I used to be really hesitant and scared as well to say, uh, oh, hey, Chris, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I went to church yesterday. Um, or, hey, I'm going to a Bible study uh, Wednesday night. You know, do you want to join me? I used to be, kind of shy away from those type of conversations. But as I've found my confidence in Christ, I, I'm, I'm not really shy about sharing that. And then I've seen where doors have been opened to now. I've had conversations with coworkers um, and they've had questions and we've had to we've gotten to pray together. We've gotten to have tough life conversations and we've gotten to talk about Jesus together, which is amazing. Um, I, I can't single singular, singularly fix all the problems in Chicago I can't, or that in the world or in the country. Um, but in those small moments, like just walking with Christ, like being faithful to him, pursuing him daily, 
there have been doors that have been opened that have given me small opportunities to just engage with people. And it's been incredible. Um, so I'm really, really thankful for those, those opportunities and, and like keeping up my mindset on that, of just like walking in truth, walking in his footsteps that were Christ is guiding me. Um, it, it's opened some pretty awesome doors. That is so good. So I heard you say a few things that you lean into community. You've just mm. naturally organically, I even almost yeah. heard you say created a community within, uh, the area that you serve, uh, yeah. our country. So your, your Wednesday groups, your pr- prayer sessions, et cetera, when, and this is not a matter of, have you had an opportunity to have your faith tested or tried? Of course you do every day, probably. Yeah. So would it be fair to say, you know, leaning into your community and what else, what other strategies do you employ to kind of sure up your faith or guard your faith? So yeah. when you're tested, yeah, go ahead. I'm such a pragmatist. And for me, it's like, like what can I do like physically every day? And like, um, for me, it, it, it means I get up an extra 15 minutes early and like, I have to open the Bible and I have to, and I've written out, like I, I get really scattered with my prayers. So I got actually written out like different buckets, if you want to call them of people that I pray for. And if I don't, I, I, I noticed where if I don't a couple of days in a row, don't open the Bible or mm. if I'm not praying, my heart changes a bit. I get, I'm a little grumpier. Right. But mm. Every day, like I open the Bible and I'm, I'm just reading it cover to cover um, and then and end it in prayer. Be open and end it in prayer as well. Um, and that and that's just, again, like it, yeah, I'm not getting uh, I'm not getting royalties or anything for this, but like plugging, plugging. I'm putting a plug in for the Bible shamelessly, shamelessly <laughs> and it's just, you know, putting a plug in for the word, um, leaning in on that, leaning on prayer, um, constantly trying to seek. I, I don't have social media for various reasons, but like. It's kind of like, what are you putting into your, you know, garbage in, garbage out kind of thing. I don't do consume social media. I don't engage. And that's, again, just my personal um, kind of decision that I've made, but instead seeking um, Christian podcasts that I'm trying to bring in, Christian books that I'm trying to read as well to like bring in the good um, mm-hmm. and, and be filled and be filled, like spirit filled versus um, just sitting there and watching you know, eight hours of CNN or, or what have you as well. Cause I, I'm going to get it. Like, there's going to be plenty of darkness that I'm going to encounter uh, throughout my day to day. And I, I've definitely left the day pretty discouraged. Um, but it, you have to fall back to what I think is very practical for me. It's just like reading the word every day and being in prayer. That is a firm foundation. Okay. So you mentioned it at the start of the podcast. I'm going to kind of close out. So uh, you mentioned you're going to be a father soon. Yeah. Yeah. So it is public yeah. information out on social media. So we can talk about it here. You're going to have a little boy. <laughs> yeah. Little Noah. Little Noah. I was going to say, are we going to say his name? Yeah, little yeah. Noah. And um, he's coming in March. A couple months. Not even. A month and a half or so. Yeah. Home stretch. Very excited. Home stretch. So how are you feeling? Feeling really good. And again, talk about. I, I, maybe this is a tangent a little bit too, but you know, my wife and I, we, we had struggles getting pregnant, I should, you know, together. And that was something as a couple to work through like, together, right. To like take our, our fears and anxieties and our, our just like stress that we had and like take that to the Lord, um, take it to our church community 
as well was huge because we walked through a season of almost like a, a year and a half where like it, there was like no progress was being made um, going to doctor's appointments, et cetera. Um, so hu- huge, huge prayers answered. Uh, G- God continues to show like he's on his timeline, not my personal timeline or my personal agenda. Um, but everything has worked out amazing and it's exactly uh, where we want to be and where he's put us. And we're really, really, blessed and thankful and, and so happy for baby Noah to be coming here in about yeah, two months or so. You know, people always say, uh, can you really hear from the Lord? Because I'm always like, Oh, I heard from the Lord today. And this is what he said. And yeah. there are some people who, you know, have a pretty deep relationship with God, but, um, they may not, you know, lean towards the perspective that they can actually actively hear from him mm. in yeah. a continual basis. And so you heard from the Lord regarding yeah. Noah. It was sealed with the promise. So when we look at all of our circumstances in life, the circumstances were telling you not to believe for this child, but what happened in the summer, I guess it was probably mm-hmm. July of last year, 20 or excuse me, 2022. Yeah. Maybe what happened? Yeah. What'd you hear from the Lord? Um, that he, yeah. I mean that he, so I think, let's see, that would have been we talked about this in a journal entry that I had, right? It was August yeah. of 20, August of 21. Oh, August of 21. Was, okay. But, but it would have been fulfilled by August of 22. Um, and obviously we received the news that Noah in, in July of 22. So again, to back up um, in, in the prayer, in prayer and in the word daily, I just had, I felt like the Lord move upon me that um, we, our prayers are going to be answered. And by August of 22, we will have a son or excuse me, I have a child. And so that was in August of 21. I journaled it, wrote it down uh, and kind of put it away. And and then, yeah, continue to pray, continue to, and, and wrestle too, right? Wrestle with it and struggle uh, daily. It wasn't like it was all sunshine and rainbows for the next year. Um, but yeah, praise God, July of 22, you know, before, before the year mark was up, he had answered that prayer um, and he's, he's faithful and uh, fulfills his promises. Right. And there, and there's, I mean, countless examples of that in the Bible we can walk through, um, as well. Anyway, I won't go down that tangent, Yeah, you know, God well, is faithful. Yeah. And just to clarify, cause I know as intelligent as Chris is, he does has, have his dates mixed up just a little bit. Okay. okay. I'm probably, <laughs> so, yes, it was August of 22 and then Felicia found out she oh, was pregnant in yes. 23. Okay. That's <laughs> all good. We're in it together. I'm, I'm working off of no notes here. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. I think, 20, yeah. 22 to 23. Yes. <laughs> and I it. think the important thing though, for all of you out there listening, if you find you're in a season of waiting on the Lord, just keep your eyes fixed on him. He, mm-hmm. you know, when you're walking with him and you have a promise from him, he will fulfill that promise. Just keep your eyes yeah. fixed on him. Don't let the enemy steal your faith or your joy. That would be the, the word of encouragement. So Chris, yeah. I know we've covered yeah. a lot of ground here, but really what I wanted the listeners to hear is just a little bit of who you are, mm-hmm. uh, because I just think you're an amazing human and people are going to hear more from you on this podcast over time. That's my prayer. Uh, but just really, you know, you didn't have that lightning bolt moment. I wanted people to hear your journey on yeah. how you, you came to faith and then also how you keep your faith as a man serving mm-hmm. our country, our communities, our people with everything that's going on. It's just, again, I'm always just so inspired 
by how yeah. you keep the faith with what you witness every day. And you serve your wife very faithfully. And I know you're going to be an amazing father. And uh, listen, grow listeners. What I want you to know, because you're going to hear it here first, I declare that Christian Ryan will be the president of the United States of America <laughs> one day. And I am going to be the priest at the nation who's praying them in. That's right. You heard it here first. It's going to happen. Is I'll that say, right? yeah, Angelique has been saying that for years. So, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is the promise. He's going to be a righteous man leading this beautiful country of America yeah. for God's mm-hmm. glory. That's okay, good. Chris, uh, you shared your life first, which was Ezekiel 36, 26. Yeah. And I tell you that God is definitely answering that prayer, putting a heart of flesh in you. And mm-hmm. uh, my closing request is that you would close us out with prayer. Can you do that for me? Absolutely. And I, I, and I do just as like a parting thought, if, if, I, if yeah, I may. Absolutely. Um, just to echo what you said about, you know, this it's a journey. It's, it wasn't a lightning bolt for me. And if I could be an encouragement to, especially men, I, I think it, it's challenging for us at times to want to talk about um, struggles that we've had, whether it be depression or anxieties that we have or um, lust or sexual temptation, right? But uh, it, uh, to be, again, fully transparent, like in 2016 was kind of my bottom out, if I want to call it that. And I was on this journey for like five, six years after, you know, and and it was wrestling and struggling and going to counseling, but also pursuing Christ and him pursuing me. And um, I don't lose hope if I can offer any sort of encouragement. And um, it, it might not be this lightning bolt moment that we see in a, in a movie or read about in a book. Right. Um, but I just would encourage people to uh, seek the Lord in the word and prayer in community, find, find that community of, of believers, find those people around you that are, running towards Christ and, and, and reach out and talk to them as well. Um, and, it, and also it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> it starts here too. Well, well done listener for listening to this grow podcast. This is amazing. This is an amazing source of inspiration and, and truth and, and finding uh, God's word here as well too. So I would just offer that encouragement and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll close in prayer if, uh, if we can. So, um, heavenly father, Lord, thank you for, this opportunity just to talk about you, just to talk about the work that you've done in, in my life. And I'm so thankful for that. And, and, and to talk about the work that you're doing in Angelique's life and the work you're doing on this podcast, Lord, um, if I can offer just, just a hope today, um, for the listeners Lord, that you are a God that fulfills uh, all his promises that you're faithful Lord, that you are walking with us daily, even though we may not see that, we may feel like we're down in the pit of despair, Lord. We know that you're with us and you're wanting to pull us up uh, towards the mountaintop with you, Lord. And um, we just thank you, Lord, for the work that you've you've done in our lives, the work that you're doing, the work that you will do. Um, and we just pray that we can continually focus on you daily, God, and pursue you um, and just look to you, Lord. So um, Heavenly Father, thank you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Grow, where God reveals our way. 
We hope you found inspiration, wisdom, and encouragement. As we continue on this faith-filled journey together, we invite you to subscribe to Grow so you never miss an episode. Stay tuned for more biblical teachings, heartfelt testimonies, and insights that will nourish your spirit and deepen your relationship with God. We appreciate your support and participation in this podcast. Until next time, may you grow in faith, love, and knowledge of His divine plan. May God bless you abundantly.